0: in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: back here on wwl radio and checking in with the carolina panthers and we have the voice of carolina with us now anisha Roth. how you doing today What's going on, fellas? How we doing? We are doing fantastic, obviously, uh, with OTA starting up. Uh, Curious what's going on in Carolina. So how is the rookie quarterback looking? Everybody's curious (laughs) to find out, obviously. Will we be seeing him, or is it going to be Andy Dalton in week two when it's against the New Orleans Saints? I think that'll be sorted out probably once we get into the
2: preseason. But the early returns, you know, I, I equate it to this, right? He hasn't played a snap in in a meaningful game. OTAs, as you guys know, there is a level of control, um, and so everybody wants to know, hey, how does Bryce Young look? Is he the guy? Is he the guy? Well, yeah, based on what you've seen so far, he looks great. But a lot of times, he's throwing uh, with no defense or no DBs, or it's a seven on seven drill. Right. So, um, you know, Bobby. Hey, you know, I'm sure you know yeah. your age, right? You go out there seven on seven. You know, people
3: like, hey, hey, sign them off. Yeah, it's a 7-on-7. You should go 18-for-20, if not 19-for-20. <laughs> uh, Anish, I don't know if I ever told you this. Uh, the Saints are practicing against the Patriots in Greenbrier. And you got Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. I'm telling you, uh, they were 39-for-40. And uh, the 1-8 completion, the receiver dropped it. <laughs> and, yeah,
2: sounds so, all so, so right.
3: Yeah, so no pass rush and you're going seven on seven. So I always say like, uh, no, because there's no rush. Hell yeah, you should be 80%. If you know what you're doing and go with the ball, uh, you should be at 80% uh, because whether you're hitting the check down or you know, high, low, whatever you're reading, and if you're accurate with the football, you should be 80%. But um, the question I have for you, Anish, though, When you look at Bryce, and look, I'm an Andy Dalton fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think Andy Dalton, uh, that's why he parlayed what he did with the Saints to be a guy that maybe Carolina could count on uh, going forward. Now, you know, we all know he was the man with the Bengals, but how he's prolonged his career, and he's a professional quarterback. But uh, what is the case and scenario? Because I think it's important from a confidence standpoint that I'm not saying you haven't success because look at Peyton Manning, uh, what he said the rookie record for interceptions, and he was able to handle that adversity. But I kind of like the approach of what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. People, uh, look, who's the greatest quarterback right now? Don't we say it's Patrick Mahomes? He didn't play yep. the first year. So right. uh, are, are, is Carolina patient enough to realize that? And I think Frank Reich might uh, take that approach. Now, look, if Bryce is ready to play, he's playing. But not just throwing him to the wolves. What's your take on that? You know, the one thing they did when they built this, you guys see us, right, twice a
2: year. Right. The one thing this front office did when they built this roster, you know, the quarterback was the last piece on offense. So Peyton Manning, great example, walks in rookie of the year. He's got really no help. Offensive line isn't great. He doesn't have – all the skill weapons that he would later accumulate in his career at that point, um, doesn't have all of them, had a couple of them. Bryce Young walks into a situation where this team invested heavily in the offensive line a season ago. And the offensive line, as you guys saw, was much better last year than it was in 2021. They added Miles Sanders at running back. Yes, they traded DJ Moore, but they brought in DJ Chark. They brought in Adam Thielen. Terrace Marshall's a year older at wide receiver. Hayden Hurst comes in as a tight end. So, as a quarterback who's drafted number one overall, normally you walk into a situation where you kind of look around you and you go, "Oh bleep, you know this this might be a right. long season." Bryce Young is put in a spot. If he's the guy to begin the season, you look around going okay, I've got a check down. I've got wide receivers who are reliable. I'm surrounded by veterans. I've got an offensive line where I'm not going to get killed and a pretty good offensive line where I'm going to have some time. They don't need him to be Superman. They don't need him to go through what Trevor Lawrence went through in his first year with Jacksonville. It's the Seattle plan. That's where the GM, Scott Fitterer, came from. Remember what they did with Russell Wilson. It was all the pieces are in place. We're going to drop in the quarterback. And then year two, Russell Wilson's winning a Super Bowl. Year three, if they run the ball from the one-yard line, he's got two Super Bowls.
3: Now, uh, Anish, the, the Carolina fans, because it's always what have you done for me lately, and obviously uh, Bryce where he's at, they appreciate the significance. Uh, now, he, he tailed off because uh, he got uh, beat up and he went throwing the same Cam Newton. I'm looking at uh, it, it. Was been underwhelming to say the least for the Panthers since Cam Newton uh, was released. You know, he was like, nah, no, like 2015. Boy, Hebert, that's a long time ago. But he was MVP, and I think he was shocked didn't beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl. But I think if Bryce could have a Cam Newton career, wouldn't you think you hit the lottery? I'd be like uh, uh, 100%. <laughs> and, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up because
2: you know the one thing. Carolina fans, the skeptics on the outside point to is Bryce Young's build, and they say he's small, and how can he last? What if he gets hit? Cam Newton was built like a panzer. The guy was, what, 6'5", 6'6", 230, 235, whatever his attributes were physically. The guy was built like a tank. And if we're being honest, he was done as a starting quarterback – he was done as a legitimate starting quarterback on a first division type of team by the time he was 30. Yes. So I I look at Bryce young and I go, yeah, he's small, but Cam Newton, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck, uh, Robert Griffin. You're starting to see it with Lamar Jackson, who's having trouble staying healthy. I don't know if that's as big of a disqualifier as people are making out to be. Can he take one hit and could it end him? Yes. But that's been the case with guys who've been a lot bigger at that position, including one the Panthers saw very recently. It was one T.J. Watt hit um, that was never the same after that. So, uh, I listen, I think a lot of people, if you told them, hey, Bryce Young would have a, a Cam Newton type of career, where that means an MVP award, you're right. playing in prime time <laughs> a lot, you, you've got this big-time megastar who, uh, when Cam was in his prime, he was one of the faces of the league. I think everybody signs up for that. Because you know you put yourself in a in a contention window for the better part of the next decade.
3: Well, uh, Anisha, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's not a Cam Newton show, but I can tell you uh, right now, what he did for the Auburn Tigers in one year that that to me, even above Tim Tebow's uh, one of the greatest. Talk about a flash in the pan, the greatest college season ever. Uh, come on Gene, Chiz- come 1, on, Gene Chis. Come on, Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik, what? had nothing around <laughs> him. He had nothing around him. Te- Tebow had a
2: bunch of NFL guys. Yeah. Harvey, right. Aaron Hernandez, right? I mean, uh, Rainey. Uh, you look at Cam. Cam was a one-man show offensively.
3: Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, Gene Chizik, a national championship winning coach. I mean, I'll look at that. Now, uh, you know, Anish, when you look at, uh, like, uh, Moore and the wide receiving core, you kind of mentioned yeah. at the beginning uh, cause I was always, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I think he'll do outstanding with the bears, but how do you think they've addressed that? Well, they've addressed
2: it through free agency in the draft. So you got DJ Chark, a vertical guy who could stretch the field. You got him from the lions. Health has been a concern in in his career. He's on a one year prove it kind of deal. We know what Adam Thielen is at this point in his career. He is what you want if you're a rookie quarterback. He's your slot receiver. He's old, reliable. He's going to get open. He's aging well. Uh, He may not be the 1,100-yard receiver he was, you know, four or five years ago, but uh, he's a guy that can still catch 60-plus passes and probably 700-plus yards for you. You got Hayden Hurst at tight end. This team didn't really have a reliable receiving threat at tight end last year. Terrace Marshall was a guy who flashed at times last year, especially in the second half. He needs to take the next step. Didn't get as many opportunities because, as you saw, the Panthers were a run-heavy team. And when they were winning, it was run the ball 40 times a game. And then the wild card in this is Jonathan Mingo. You probably saw him in the SEC at Ole Miss. Right. Uh, he's got a chance, I think, to be pretty good. Uh, again, second-round pick, wide receiver, a lot of upside. They don't have to force him you know, into a starting role early. They can ease him, him ease him in a little bit. But there are options, and then... Uh LaVisca Chenault, when he was healthy last year, had a couple of big moments. He can be a gadget guy. I don't know if he's going to be a, a route runner per se, but he's a guy that brings a different dimension. It's almost like having a running back in there. Defenses have to account for the jet sweep and the fly motion and all those things, and those little orbit plays where they throw it to him out of the backfield, but it goes in the books as a run. Um, so, again, there may not be that one superstar, and I think D.J. Moore... Was vastly underappreciated and underrated as a receiver by the rest of the NFL. Uh, right. But there's enough pieces, I think, if, if you're walking in there as a quarterback, as a rookie, there's enough pieces there to make you feel comfortable.
3: Now, Anisha, looking on the defensive side of the ball, obviously he was a fan favorite with the Saints. Joe Horn, his son, J.C. Horn, look, the eight overall pick in 2021. You uh, look at outstanding sophomore season. Uh, then uh, where do you think he's at amongst uh, maybe potential elite cornerbacks? I want you to comment on him. And I've always been a fan of this guy, uh, Brian Burns. I'm looking yeah. at Brian Burns. Uh, my understanding, I read a couple of places where the Panthers turned out an offer of a 2019 first-round pick for him, uh, you know, and had the trade deadline and all. So when you're talking about establishing a defense, I think J.C. Horn and like a Brian Burns, especially, uh, that, uh, no, you want him on your side. J.C.
2: Horn, again, doesn't get you know as much credit as a guy like a Patrick Sertan from his own draft class because Horn, you know, the only knock on him in his first two years, he's been hurt. When he's been on the field, he missed right. most of his rookie season with that broken foot, Uh, missed a few games last year, hurt his wrist at the end of the season, couldn't play the last couple of games. When he's been on the field, he has been a bona fide shutdown corner. Uh, You look at the pro football focus, you know, quarterback ratings for these receivers when they're throwing to him, J.C. Horn has always been amongst the league leaders when he's been on the field. He is a dynamite, legitimate, shutdown, A-plus, number one type cornerback. If he can play 17 games next season, I think people will see it. Brian Burns has emerged as one of the better pass rushers in the league. He finally broke through that double-digit sack barrier last year. The key this year is going to be finding you know, that complement to Burns on the other side. Two years ago, that was Hassan Redick. Right, He took the big money to go to Philadelphia. Can't blame him. That's home for him. That's where he played his college ball. But they didn't really have that secondary pass rusher besides Brian Burns last year. Still had what was it, 11 12 sacks. What's going to be interesting new D coordinator, they're moving to a a 3 4. You still have Frankie Louvu, who, if you look at his numbers, they stacked up right there with the all pro linebackers. He can do a lot, he can cover, he can rush. Uh, Jeremy Chin is a guy who really played on the back end last year, but early in his career played in the box and was disruptive, almost uh, a Jamal Adams light type. I think you're going to see more of Jeremy uh, Jeremy Chin in the box because they signed Von Bell, a safety from Cincinnati, who now you can play
3: on the back end and allows Chin to. to be who that was with the Saints? Anish a, a, a Von Bell. Come on, he, he was a big contributor with the Saints, and he went with the more money with Cincinnati, so he's like a traveling all star. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to go where the bucks are there. So no, I'm I've always been a Von Bell fan. Uh, that, uh, like he, he, he did big things with the saints. He parlayed that with the Bengals. And now I, I didn't realize that he's with Carolina right now. Yeah. They wanted a ball hawking
2: safety. It was high on the shopping list. And so you know, Von Bell came in defensively. There's a lot of pieces. Derek Brown, I thought was the unsung MVP of the defense last year in the middle, really had a breakthrough season in year three, former top 10 pick. There's a lot of pieces in place already, which, you know, to your earlier point, will make it easy for Bryce Young if it's Bryce Young week one, or uh, even if it's Andy Dalton, if they feel, hey, we just need a veteran here, and uh, again, a guy to really not mess it up, and that might be enough to get this team in the playoff with the division, again, uh, a little bit in flux as it's been
1: talking with the voice of the Carolina Panthers, Anisha Roth. And I was curious, you know, the Matt Rule era has now come and gone. Frank Reich coming in. What to you has been the biggest difference? What is Reich bringing in or like, you know, that that culture changed, an attitude, just something that is different around the Carolina Panthers franchise right now at Reich at the helm?
2: You know, I'll say this, um, and I'm not going to sound like a Matt Rule apologist or anything, but – Matt Rule took over in 2020, his first two years. You had this backdrop of a pandemic, right? You guys know it, right? The world shut down. Nobody can meet in person. He never had the chance to, I think, connect with fans. And then the team was losing, which, again, that's what a coach is going to be judged on, regardless. But Ron Rivera was so present in the Charlotte community. I've lived in this town for more than a decade. Ron was everywhere. He was at charity golf outings. He was, uh, you know, doing auctions. He was everywhere. And people had a, had a Ron story. Nobody had a Matt Rule story for two years. So you go into year three, they get off to a tough start. Nobody ever connected with him, it felt like, from this community. And so it's going to be easy to turn on him. Now, the other part of that is wins and losses. He did not win enough. Frank Reich has brought an optimism to this fan base. I, you, I mean, just from the moment he was hired, there's just been a, there's been a change in the building. You can feel there's a different energy in the building. People are excited for what's coming up. Hope is back. I take my daughter to a Hornets game, and I got Panthers gear on, and now the parking lot attendants tell me, hey, man, this quarterback, this coach, I'm I'm jazzed, can't wait for week one. Um, You know, this is April. So that wasn't happening. Just the the narrative, the dialogue during the end of the Matt Rule 10 was just so down. It was so negative. That has changed. And, And so much of it resonates with the players. I talk to some of these guys, and they say, you know, just for us to be cheered again and people, you know, not being ashamed that we're eating at the restaurant. You know, that right. stuff matters. That stuff matters. So you know, I think more than anything, just the, the fact that he is somebody new, he is a former quarterback when that's the position that needs grooming, nurturing, mentoring, to me, that has meant a lot to this fan base and, and people Uh, really are excited about this team for the first time probably in four or five years. Really excited about, you know, uh, the prospects, not just for this year, but but going forward really for these next four or five years.
3: Well, uh, Anish, uh, you look at the Houdet Nation, uh, the Carolina Panthers, and uh, what they've accomplished. And I'm telling you, September 18th at Carolina, Monday night, uh, you might say it might be regionalized, maybe be more intrigued uh, in the southeast compared to maybe the whole nation. But I'm kind of intrigued uh, because uh, the Saints, uh, they, they better step up. Uh, you know what's unbelievable? Look at the unbelievable success they've had on the Sean Payton with Drew Brees. We've mm-hmm. kicked the Falcons and the Buccaneers <laughs> behind. Uh, not but, the Panthers. Uh, but not the Panthers. Uh, that has not been the case. It's amazing. This is going back to post-Katrina 2006. It's kind of 50-50 ordeal. It's unbelievable. The NFL loves this kind of stuff. I was looking at this. The regular season series with Carolina and the Saints, Uh, with the Saints capturing the only playoff meeting. But you know what the regular season is? 28 and 28. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, What? It's like 28. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. Flip a coin who's going to win. Now,
1: they lost uh, to two different quarterbacks last year,
3: uh, but, but wait, but wait. <laughs> now, what have you done for me lately? Right, what have you done lately? The Panthers swept the 2022 series in two one score games. Uh, look, the Saints uh, are identical 14 and 14 all time in their regular season. In home and whom in road contest against Carolina? I don't know whether they're playing in Charlotte or they're playing in the big easy in New Orleans. I don't know. Flip a coin. I don't know who's gonna win. That hasn't been the case with Atlanta. Uh, I'm talking about 21st century since and uh, since Sean Payton and Drew Brees and now is Dennis Allen, but it's kind of been a 50 50 yard deal between Carolina and the Saints.
2: Yeah, and, and listen, what what I think is going to be intriguing is you know with Tom Brady going away, the, the Bucks are in full right. on rebuild mode. Uh, with the Falcons at the quarterback position there are a lot of questions is Desmond Ritter, the guy, right? I watched him a lot at Cincinnati in college. He never stood out to me. Like this guy's going to be that level one, top tier NFL quarterback. I if agree. I didn't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. The saints have far and away the most established quarterback in the division. You got a guy who's been there. You got a guy who's been to pro bowls. Um, you got, Veteran. Now, that could be Bryce Young one day, but it's not going to be Bryce Young by week two of the season. So, right. again, in a league where it's so much driven by quarterback, well, the Saints have probably the most reliable guy. Not even probably. They have the most reliable quarterback in that division. Um, it, it, to me, that Monday night game is going to be fascinating because I think we're curious as Panthers on the Panthers side you know, what will David Carr bring to, uh, uh, to we'll, the Saints? Uh, yeah. Derek, yeah, what will Derek Carr bring to, um, you know, to the Saints? What will uh, he bring, and, and will he make uh, a big impact? Because, the, you know, the two times that you know, the Panthers beat the, uh, you know, the Saints last year, you know, Dalton kind right. of struggled in that last game. Jameis Winston didn't really play particularly well in the first game, and, you now Winston's been up and down. He's had some injuries. So uh, how much uh, of a factor is Carr? How much does he have left? I think he's got... You know, a little bit left in
3: the tank. and from the stuff that I've read, it sounds like he's been re-energized and,
2: and, and motivated
3: again. Yes, as well. yes, uh, I, I can tell you, Nisha. I'm gonna leave you with this before we let you run. And thanks for coming on. I have the Saints going four and two in the NFC South. Wow! And, and losing at Carolina and still winning double digits. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, ten or eleven wins. I'm telling you, uh, I, I, I think we're gonna sweep uh, Tampa B. Lose one to Atlanta, lose one to Carolina, be four and two, and still uh, for sure be a ten, if not eleven, uh, team uh, winning season. I don't know. I think I'm a prophet, Anish. Hey, w- w- we're gonna have to hold you through that. We <laughs> may have to bring you out a Panther Talk show.
2: Uh, maybe for that second game, we'll we'll see where we are. But all right, always <laughs> enjoy it. Always enjoy talking to you. Guys. I appreciate <laughs>
0: your time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.